Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live, Mike. I'm so thankful to you for all the texts that you have sent in on that topic we discussed, uh, really for the first half hour of the program, and a topic we'll return to later on. We'll be joined by Utah Senator Mike Lee, who has sent a letter himself addressed to the CEO and founder of Netflix. Why? Well, because Netflix has that movie they released last Wednesday, and it sexualizes young people and ought to be taken down. That's my humble opinion, and I'm anxious to hear what you think. So keep those texts coming, 57500. Again, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Right now, though, I want to set my sights on the 4th Congressional District here in the state of Utah. You've seen the television ads, I am sure. We have a few TVs here in the studio, and I don't think a minute goes by that I don't see uh, one ad from either of the candidates, or at least in support of, or uh, (laughs) detracting from, uh, one of the candidates. Again, uh, Burgess Owens, former NFL player, Republican, running against incumbent uh, Democrat Ben McAdams, who uh, won the seat from Mia Love, uh, just two years ago by, I think it was 700 votes. Am I right? B- Boyd Matheson joins me, uh, host of Inside Sources and editorial uh, big boss at uh, Deseret News. Uh, what do I call uh, He's the expert on uh, on politics and elsewhere, uh, otherwise. and otherwise, and all things all things politics <laughs> and otherwise. It's the otherwise that, that has me concerned. But, yeah, it was just uh, a little under six, uh, 700 votes uh, in the uh, original McAdams and, and Love Race, and uh, this is going to be one that's going to go right down to the wire and – I'm going to make my early prediction, and that is we won't know who wins on election night. Ooh, how, how long are we going to have to wait? I think we have to wait a while because uh, all of the, the mail-in ballots are going to have to come. And even though Utah does that very well, proving that out, uh, I think it's still going to be a test this year. And I think it's going to come down to the, to some of those additional absentees, uh, military, some of those that are going to uh, straggle in just a little bit longer. Will it be decided in a courtroom? Uh, I don't think it will be decided in a courtroom. I think I think we'll get to a conclusive answer here because it, it's it's really going to come down. Uh, you can look at the last several races two years ago, four years ago, yeah. six years ago. It's always coming down to a handful of votes uh, in this district. Uh, I think the thing that you're going to see is what is the other issue on the table? Uh, last time around, it was marijuana. Uh, that made a, a big difference in the big Salt Lake County area. Uh, and so that drove a lot of, of voters to it. Uh, I don't think the presidential is going to quite be the poll one way or another uh, that it, it traditionally is. Normally you think, okay, it's a it's a presidential year, right. that cycle, we're going to get a big turnout, uh, and that's going to really sway the vote. But I, I don't see it. I, I do think the outside groups are going to have a, an outside influence uh, here in the state of Utah, unfortunately. And we're seeing that already with a lot of the ads you just described. And, and we, as, as you mentioned, historically, the, the 4th District is always a tight race. There are uh, poll results out right now, a poll conducted by Scott Rasmussen uh, in, in conjunction with the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute. 
uh, has a look at where things stand right now. W- what have we learned? Yeah, so uh, it's it's tight, uh, just as we expected, and these are now likely voters. So we get to Labor Day, and then you start saying, okay, who are the real likely yeah, yeah. voters? So you're really kind of digging in on that a little deeper than normal. Uh, and right now, Ben McAdams has a four-point lead. Uh, the margin of error is three and a half. So uh, uh, as Scott Rasmussen said, I'd rather be up four points than down four points. Uh, but with a margin of error of three and a half, uh, it's pretty much a toss-up. Uh, and it will come down. And this will be, uh, when you look for the battle for Congress uh, in the House of Representatives, I think this will be one of the bellwethers in terms of uh, how the nation goes as it relates to the House of Representatives. How does the closeness of this race, uh, both historically and specifically today, how do, how are each can- how are the candidates reacting to that? How are they uh, you know, trying to separate themselves? Uh, so Ben McAdams, obviously the incumbent, so he's trying to run on his record, what he's done. Uh, obviously, he loves to play to the uh, to the bipartisan focus on that. If you look at his ads, of course, there's a lot of Republicans featured in his Democratic ads. And interestingly, this is the real interesting thing to me. It's not just the ads by the McAdams campaign, but it's actually the outside groups are also starting to understand the positive messaging that actually works in the state of Utah. Mm. Normally, we see these outside groups come and it's all negative. It's all trash talk. They it's can all do it. They can do it. There, there, there's no name. There's no face to that. You can come in there as aggressive as you want. And yeah. there are no consequences. Right. Exactly. And the candidates, the candidates who benefit from that can say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That, that's a pack. And as you well know, yeah. <laughs> I can't coordinate with them. Yeah. And so, no, 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 you can't look at me uh, when, when at the same time. These ads are talking about like the most deplorable yeah, they're behavior. Awful. They're, they're digging into they, some. They stuff. are financials and I, from thirty years ago. There's actually a solution to that. Oh yeah, each candidate should have their own super PAC, and everything should flow through that. That way, the candidate would be one hundred percent accountable. For every ad, every dollar, every mailer. Anyway, we can talk about that another day. Well, let me ask you that. <laughs> on that point, and this is fascinating. Would that change the nature of ads, or would it just become, uh, you know, the norm for folks to take the gloves off from the beginning? Well, I think it would. I think it would provide an interesting contrast yeah. because some people would go straight to gloves off, bare knuckle, uh, Chicago style politics, and, and go after that. And some would say, no, that's not how we're going to run our campaign. And I think it would be great contrast rather than everyone just shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, I yeah, can't. It's, it's, it's I'm just not, nature, not my thing. It's super packed. You know, they're evil. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, so I think I think that's how it's playing. So I think Ben McAdams is playing that very well. Uh, Obviously, Burgess Owens has a a great personal story. Uh, Now, he does have the challenge of being the challenger. So he's lesser known. If you look at uh, both of their favorability ratings, they both do quite well there. Uh, But there's still about 21 percent that don't know Burgess Owens yet. So that's going to be what his ads. You can see his ads are focusing more on his personal story, his NFL career, his business expertise, and uh, his appearances on Fox News, those kinds of things. And OAN, don't forget. (laughs) Uh, Never forget. Ben McAdams is after Republicans. Yeah. And he is successful to a certain degree. How are they responding to to his efforts? Yeah, so uh, you know he's got a good he's got a good base. If you look at the uh, again forty five percent that he's got right now, which is which is a good September number, I would say, uh, in terms of an incumbent uh, in the state of Utah. In that fourth district, it's just always going to be a challenge. It's always going to be this tight. time exactly two years ago. Another poll looking at the same race had him at forty five percent. Yeah, uh, and on the, on the same day, Mia Love had herself forty five percent, and there was some change amongst the other candidates and those who were unsure at the time. But uh, but. Two Two years ago, he was uh, enjoying the exact same percentage, at least, yeah, that, uh, as he is today. Yeah, that's right. And so, and what that ec- leaves you with, here's the important breakdown on that, is you've still got 11% that haven't committed how they're going to vote. Right. But then you've also got another 3% that are splitting between uh, the Utah United Party and uh, Libertarian candidate. 
3% is a significant number when you're looking at how tight this race always is. In Utah's fourth, those two are always in play. Yeah, that's right. So that, that 3% is going to matter, that 11%, how that breaks. And again, most of that 11% are Republicans. Right. They're not Democrats in the undecided column right, right now. They're, they're primarily Republicans, and that's why you see a lot of the McAdams ads targeting or deploying other Republicans to say, I'm a Republican and I like Ben. Is it fair to say that the, those 11% would be Republicans that find themselves as more or would identify as more moderate? Or are they closer to the middle than than the ones who have their minds made up now? Uh, not necessarily. It's almost kind of an interesting re- reverse thing. Huh. Uh, you, you talk about some Republicans that struggle with President Trump on one hand, but they're still kind of in that Republican fold. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, yeah, I just really have a problem there. Uh, I think you have some really good, strong uh, conservative Republicans in that 11% that are like, uh, I don't know Burgess well enough yet. Uh, and I kind of think Ben's okay. Uh, so, so that group of voters, I think, is going to be the really interesting one, and to see what turns them. What is it? What is it? Whether it's in a debate, we know we have a debate commission debate coming up between these two, right. which will be really interesting. Moderators announced today. Yes, yeah, moderators are all out. The uh, the game is on. And you, you and I didn't get tapped. I, what's up with that? What is up with that? <laughs> also, uh, you and I aren't doing the vice presidential debate. What's up with that? I'm, I'm still working on that, though, Lee. I'm, oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't give up on the VP okay. debate. I'm still working on it. All right. Uh, <laughs> we, we may be sitting outside the University of Utah in the parking lot, but, oh, sure. but we will do the debate. That's right. Uh, listen, I, I'm already late, but I have one last question for you. Uh, next week, uh, uh, the American Family Survey will be released. Yeah. There's a wealth of stuff to come from that. Uh, Brigham Young University study looks at so many things uh, across politics, across family makeup. One of the questions uh, and and the answers that has been released in this reveal is parents and their desire to see their children uh, grow up as politicians. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But let me ask you this. Would you you recommend to your children or would you support your children if they uh, were indicating uh, a a desire to make their way into politics? We we, we sort of have the don't push, don't pull method with our children. Uh, So we wouldn't push or pull. Uh, I I do think there are extraordinary people. And you saw this when you were back in D.C. There are great people on both sides of the aisle. And there are some people who we wish weren't uh, involved in politics. But if all the good people choose to stay at home or choose to do other things, uh, we get what we deserve in the end. So while it's a tough path, uh, it's a, it is a worthy path. And I think how we talk about it, and I'm sure you're good with that with Erica. Uh, but there's some really interesting things in that America Family Survey. We'll talk about those next week. Can't wait. And one of the most important things is that the politicians that are following all of these other things and cycles and trends and all of that, what they really should be looking to is the American family. The solution's all right there. Outstanding. Boyd Matheson, thank you so much for your time. Host of Inside Sources. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here. And as you heard, we're going to get into this question. Uh, You've got children, right? What would you say if they came to you and said, I want to explore a career in politics? Not just as a staffer, but as as an elected official. Would you encourage them? I hope so. We'll discuss it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.